Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today's Wednesday, November the 3rd, 2021. Yes, it's the day after my birthday. I'm all of 35 years old now. Kind of hard to believe I've actually made it this far, but, you know, sometimes you uh, squeak by death's call from time to time and end up actually living a good long life. So let's hope that that's what I can do. Anyway, today I want to start off with a quote of the day. This from Kerry Washington. And this goes right along with what I always say about intentionally designing a lifestyle of freedom. Now, check this out. You and you alone are the only person who can live the life that can write the story you were meant to tell. I'll say that one more time. You and you alone are the only person who can live the life that can write the story you were meant to tell. Each and every one of us has a story to tell. We've got life lessons that we can pass along to the next generation or to our peers, to our coworkers, to our employees, to our family, to our boss even. We've got life lessons that we've learned. You know, we might not be exactly where we want to be in life, but we've got stories to tell and you've got to live your life. You know, everybody dies, but not everybody truly lives. And you are the only person who can live your life and write the story that you're meant to tell. So what are you going to do with that today? I want to jump into a couple of articles. A couple of them, I'm just going to read headlines, and then a couple of them I will go into just a little bit. Uh, The first headline is from the Free Thought Project. It says, family suing after son is vaccinated at school without their consent. Now, you've heard me say many times over again, get your kids out of public school. It's not public. It's not for your kids' benefit. It's for indoctrination. It's for control. Get your kids out of the schools, homeschool, send them to a private school. I don't care. Whatever you got to do, your kids have to come out of the public education system. That's what it is, is a system designed to maximize control over the people. Next one I've got here, Global Blueprint Exposed, the takeover of all genetic material on Earth. That's from activistpost.com. It goes into Agenda 2021 and the Biodiversity Convention in 92. Uh, It's kind of a little bit of a long read, but it's interesting. And it just talks about how they want to patent everything. They, They want every single life form... The global elites want to be able to make money off of every single life form or function on this planet. All right. These two kind of go together. This from renegadetribune.com. Polish doctor claims he found a life form in the Pfizer community shot. Kind of freaky if you think about it. Uh, This one from cypressmail.com over in, I believe, in the UK. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where that's from, but the headline reads, Union Calls for Suspension of Rapid Testing After Toxic Substance Found. Now, this is just not in the shots or anything like that. This is in the tests. Toxic substances found in the tests. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Uh, This goes along with the second headline that I read. This from UnlimitedHangout.com. Wall Street's takeover of nature advances 
with launch of a new asset class. Last month, the New York Stock Exchange announced it had developed a new asset class and accompanying listing vehicle meant to preserve and restore the natural assets that ultimately underpin the ability for there to be life on Earth. Called a natural asset company, or NAC, the vehicle will allow for the formation of specialized corporations that hold the rights to the ecosystem services produced on a given chunk of land, services like carbon sequestration or clean water. These NACs will then maintain, manage, and grow the natural natural assets they commodify, with the end goal of maximizing the aspects of that natural asset are deemed by the company to be profitable. Boy, I can't read today. Anyway, basically, they're trying to be able to profit off of every single natural process that happens. I'm not sure how that's going to work with these NACs, as they're calling natural asset companies. But essentially, they're trying to patent and control every function necessary to life, no matter what. Not not necessarily even owning the land and profiting off of, you know, maybe they farm it or they manage the, the property properly and are able to, you know, sell trees off of it or, or build houses or something off of it. Not even profiting that way, but profiting from the natural processes that happen on that land. It just blows my mind what they'll try to make profit off of. It's absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, I've got those articles linked in the show notes. Go check those out if you want to read the whole the whole articles. They're they're very interesting, very informative, and uh I just feel like they they kind of give a snapshot of where we're at in the world today. Uh I want to start highlighting users on Float. Float is a new social media app that I use uh Facebook is going the way of the dinosaur. Actually, Facebook is actually going the way of the dinosaur. They're changing their name to something like uh, Meta, I think. Uh, basically, they're trying to rebrand and try to dissociate themselves, from what I understand, from being simply a social media app. And they're trying to create the metaverse, basically a digital world where people will live. If you've ever watched the movie Surrogates with, with uh, uh, what's the diehard guy's name? Uh, I can't even think of what the bald-headed guy hard, diehard guy's name is. I should know. Anyway, he plays this movie called Surrogates where basically you get into a machine in your house and your surrogate or robot self wakes up and you go out and interact with the real world. Well, the metaverse isn't there yet. You get into maybe a virtual headset or it might be a machine, I'm not sure, but you use your digital self and you go out into the digital world and you create your digital houses and you've got digital art hanging on your wall and you can go into these digital stores and buy digital whatever and interact with other digital people. Eventually, it's coming down to they're going to want to bring that into the real world and it's going to be a surrogate-like universe. Call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't care. It's coming down to that. Maybe not in my lifetime or your lifetime, but it is coming to that. So I kind of went off on a rabbit trail there, but I say that to 
to explain why I use Float. That's that's a new social media app. They are freedom oriented. They are not, you know, they're not into censoring and all of those things. But Float is w- one that I've come to enjoy. I like it, and so I'm highlighting a co- some users that I follow in case you also join this and you're like, I don't know where to start because nobody that I know is on here. Well, you can follow these users and they will keep your feed, you know, flowing so you're not just sitting there staring at an empty feed. The first user I want to highlight is Jack Spearco. Jack is a podcaster. He hosts the Survival Podcast and um, he, he puts out a lot of content. He, you'll probably find something from him four or five times a day. Uh, the second user that I want to highlight is uh, Chad at Talcatcha Farm. Let's see. And then let's, uh, okay, I'm, I'm pulling it open here. Talcatcha Farm is located near the Pearl River Navigation Canal, just at the edge of Louisiana's Bogue Chitto National Wildlife Refuge. They're a small apiary with a big passion for honeybees and other pollinators, and we love to spread the passion to others anytime we can. So Chad is the guy who runs that farm, and he posts and reposts lots of content out there, really interesting stuff. I'd, I'd suggest you go give him a follow. And then the last one I want to highlight is Spike Cohen. Spike is actually a politician. Uh, he, you know, if you know me, I'm not into politics, but Spike is pretty interesting. He is a libertarian and travels around doing speeches and joining podcasts and things like that. Really, really interesting stuff that he puts out there. So those are the three float users that I want to highlight today. That is Jack Spearco, Talcatcha Farms, and Spike Cohen. So moving on. Last night, I got to witness something that I have been waiting on, waiting for the day for as long as I can remember. Now, going back to when I was nine or 10 years old, I started getting into baseball at that point. Um, I had liked baseball before, but I didn't really start listening to baseball or following it deeply until I was 10, 11 years old, somewhere in there. And growing up in Georgia, I became a huge Braves fan because they were always on the radio and in all the newspapers. I would clip articles. I would, I'd, I've fallen asleep listening to more baseball games than I can count. And the Braves were always really good when I was growing up, but they never quite managed to win the World Series. Really, the last time they were in the World Series was 1999, and I, I was still young enough that I didn't, I didn't really remember that. Um, I'm not sure. I, I listened to a lot of the games. I guess I just didn't follow playoffs and World Series and all of that. Last time they actually won the World Series was in 1995, and that was before I was following baseball. So fast forward to yesterday, which again was my birthday, the Braves actually won the World Series. Believe it or not, they won the World Series. They only won in the regular season 88 games this year, and that was the least amount of wins for any team in the playoffs. And... It's kind of odd, but if you look at their year, at the trajectory they had for the year, it kind of makes sense that they ended up winning because they started off the year really terrible. Like, they were so bad 
you you would have expected them to be in the bottom third of the league as far as how good they were. Well, something happened in the middle of the year. They made a bunch of trades and added some players to their roster and ended up turning it around. Over the last half of the year, definitely the last third of the year, they were probably one of the best teams in baseball. Now, they didn't end up with the most wins, but over the last half or third of the year, they probably had as many or more wins as anybody in that time frame and ended up carrying that momentum on through and winning the World Series in six games. Super cool, super awesome. Uh, it was it was so fun for me to to watch this unfold. You know, as a Georgia sports fan, you believe the curse that, uh, or you believe the, the, I don't know if it's a lie or not, you believe that there's a curse on Georgia sports that they cannot win it. You know, Georgia Bulldogs haven't been able to win it. The Atlanta Falcons have never won a World Series. Don't even talk to me about 28-3. to You can go look that up yourself. Uh, the Atlanta Braves haven't been able to win the World Series since 1995, and they've been, even though they've been back two or three times since then, they have not been able to win. And in, in the postseason, they've just been utterly futile at getting anywhere. They, they have a great year, and they get swept out of the postseason by a terrible team. And it's just no understanding. Like The only way to explain it is a curse. Well, last night, they finally got the monkey off their back, and they won the World Series. So, is my life any different today? You know what? Not even a little bit. Moving forward, I mean, this does not change my life in the least. But it was just fun to see something that I dreamt of as a child and uh, looked forward to happening, having happen one day. Finally gotten to witness that. So, that was, that was pretty cool for me. But... Enough of sports that doesn't have any effect on the real world, on real life. And we're all about real life here, about creating the life you want to live, about being, being somebody who can impact the lives around you and, and make a positive difference in the world. We want to write our story in and, um, so that we can influence future generations. We want to live our life writing out that story, influencing not only those people around us, not only those people in our sphere of influence, but future generations as well. If you're not living in a way that impacts future generations, are you really living? Whether that is you're through your kids or whether that is through the work that you do in the world, what are you doing with your life? You need to be living in a way that impacts future generations. Anyway, I say that to say this, or to uh, transition to this. The last couple of weeks have been pretty rough on me. Um, three weeks ago, my cousin died giving childbirth, and that was, our families grew up together, so we were almost more like, our families were really close friends. So it wasn't so much cousins as it was really good friends, and you know that was really hard on the family. And, and but the the beautiful thing was, you know, the family that she came from. They had I think eight nine kids total in the family, and she was the second daughter to have passed away within the last few years. And while heartbreaking, it was beautiful to see the family rally together to um, 
to just encourage and be there for each other. And that's what family can be. So while, while that was a, uh, a difficult thing to witness, it was also beautiful to see the potential of family and community. But this, this funeral happened out of town for me. We had to travel for it. So we were gone for nearly a week. And I ended up catching pneumonia while I was out of town. So not only did I deal with the loss of a family member, I came back home and have been fighting pneumonia for, oh, the last 10 days at least. And I've still got a touch of it. And it's not easy to, to fight against. It's not something that's easy to, to get over. I've uh, pretty well been flat on my back or in the easy chair for 10 days. And I have not enjoyed one single minute of it. It's, it's just been, I've, I've been lethargic. I've been hurting. I've been getting depressed. It's, <laughs> uh, I told someone this morning, uh, I told the guys in my mastermind group, said, I don't even remember what it feels like to feel good. Like, what, what does it feel like to not hurt, to not have to, to cough junk out of your lungs and, and to, to just feel alive. Like I, I want to feel alive again. And, uh, so, so that's been a little bit difficult for me, but I am getting slowly better and better. But that is part of the reason why I have not had an episode of the Constructive Liberty podcast come out in the last two weeks. But I have been, you know, taking, trying to take care of myself, trying to rest, taking things to help speed up that recovery and, getting to a place where I can get back into life, where I can hit it hard and finish out the year on a high note. To, um, <laughs> I wrote down here in my notes that it's, it's been a battle against get stuff done. I mean, against GSD-lessness, if that makes any sense. I haven't been able to get stuff done. And so I've, I feel like I feel worthless, like a useless eater, as I forget who the politician was that said it. But... <sighs> I'll get there. I'm I'm getting back. I'm getting better. Uh, pushing hard to to get back out and get after it. I'm finally getting back to where I can breathe pretty well, pretty well normally. And um, I'm normally, you know, within it's only been within the last couple of days that I'm even anywhere close to where I could do this podcast. Because typically, after just a minute or two of talking, I would be so out of breath that I'd just be panting like a dog that had run for. 25 miles. And I'm just now getting back to the point where I can even carry on a conversation half decently. It, it's been rough. Even though I'm not a talker and not a conversationalist normally, when you can't do those things, it's difficult. But I, I'm not one to complain. So I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'll be better, back and better than ever shortly. But I did want to say this. For the rest of the year, November and December, it's unlikely that you'll see another Constructive Liberty podcast. It's possible I may decide to come out with one, but most likely I'm going to take the rest of the year off and then hit it back again in January. And, uh, you know, I might revamp it a little bit, try to do a little, a few more interviews. And uh, it's going to be great content again. It's going to, we're going to have a lot of the same things, but I want there to be more of a flow for the show. 
but I need to take some time off. I need to take some time to get better, to rest, to recharge, to take care of myself so that I can put out the best possible show for you guys. So that's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. I can't wait to, uh, to hear from you guys again, to uh, maybe even meet some of you listeners. And we're going to do some events next year. So be on the lookout for that when the podcast does come back. We're going to have some stuff going on where you can come out to our farm, to our homestead, to see how operations go here and, and just hang out and meet me and meet my wife and uh, just hopefully get to know you guys, the listeners, a little better. So yeah, that's all I've got for today. So until January 2022, do good work.